Hello everyone, my name is Maggie and I'm your host here at TV That Made Us. As you may know, I am a multimedia producer and I'm always interested in the way that media, especially narrative film and TV, influences culture and society. You are what you watch and you are what you consume, especially in this day and age of binge watching. So on this show, my friends and I will be discussing some of our favorite television series and how much they've influenced us as adults. Thank you so much for coming back for season two. I hope you guys have enjoyed episodes one to three on Buffy, Veronica Mars, and Hey Arnold. If you guys have not listened to them, I really encourage you guys to do so. This is the last episode of this season, but maybe we'll have one more. I always have something up my sleeve, especially during Halloween. But today we're going to be talking about friends. was a studio sitcom that ran on NBC from 1994 to 2004. Writers David Kane and Martha Kaufman gave us six unforgettable characters. Besides the show being all white lead, what we would now consider to be insensitive fact, fact sexist, and gay jokes, this, this comedy rose to being a juggernaut in the American television landscape, a classic with a formula so many others have tried to emulate. With 62 Primetime Emmy nominations, winning Best Comedy in 2002, record-breaking viewership, it is no wonder that Rachel, Monica, Phoebe, Ross, Chandler, and Joey are still present in our lives. The six 20-something-year-olds dealt with the relatables up and down of friendships, relationships, and careers as they tried to grow up in the city that never sleeps. Here to talk more about these characters, their struggles, and what we've learned from them is Joanna. Hi, Joanna. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yes, this is your first episode and hopefully not the last one. Yeah, so I'm Johanna. Um, I'm 26. I've been a friend fanatic since I was about eight years old, so quite a long time. Um, I'm a preschool teacher, and yeah, friends has just been like a huge part of my life since you know, way back when. Definitely know maybe even a little bit too much <laughs> about friends and the average person, but um, I love the show. So I'm very excited. Thank you. Where you you're definitely in the right place. Um, I wanna say that I started watching Friends uh actually a little bit maybe towards the end of its run. Um I would randomly put on the T V and I would watch it but because of at that time, I because of my age and my language skills, I wouldn't get the jokes. But then my older cousin, Noelia, she introduced me to a few things. Friends, that 70s show, and I think also How I Met Your Mother. And so when she moved away, we actually connected more because of the show Friends. Like I started watching Friends and then we now to this day, we speak in Friends uh, quotes we celebrated her 30th birthday, Friends-themed, and we have, like, Friends uh, trivia night. Like, we are super all out on Friends, but it's something that bonded us and has bonded not just us, but we have a younger cousin who we just indoctrinated into Friends thanks to Netflix. Um, and also, 
um, our sister-in-law, uh, Jesse, who also got into the friends hype. And now we're kind of like this little group and we can like chat and talk about friends um, all day long. Yes. So now you're kind of, I feel like you, you can be part of our group now since you watched the show yes, so many times. Yes, <laughs> so, so, so why do you love friends so much? Cause I know you don't live in the city, but you're still a New Yorker cause you're from Long Island. It's hard to really even explain really. I mean, I just, been watching it for so long it was always part of kind of almost like a bonding thing with my mom and my older sister Megan it was kind of comforting really connected to the show and the characters and I think the big thing is the characters they did such a good job of making them so relatable and different um from each other and I love how you describe the show as comfort food because that's actually really, especially now, I think on Netflix, even though there's like a million and one new shows, I still gravitate towards certain shows. And one of them is uh, Friends. And it does have, fill up that void of like that comfort feeling or like if you're sick or you don't want to go to work or whatever, you're stuck at home. That's what you watch. You watch Friends. Hmm, what exactly is the point of the box? Chandler? <laughs> The meaning of the box is threefold. One, it gives me the time to think about what I did. Two, it proves how much I care about my friendship with Joey. And three, it hurts. So I know you talked about the characters uh, being your favorite part of the show. And I love them too. And they're so iconic. But if you had to choose one, who would be your favorite friend if i had to hang out with one of the friends it would definitely be chandler which i do feel like is a fan favorite i just think he's hilarious i love his sarcasm i love just everything about his character it's not who i relate to the most but i think he's the most entertaining for me that's a good way to put it i didn't think about that i i was always thinking about who do i relate more the most for me, like, I relate mostly to Monica. I'm like the Monica of the group. Yeah, that's me too. I definitely have always associated with Monica, like, 100%. But the thing is, would I actually, and this, I don't know if, if that says something about us, but, like, would I actually hang out with Monica? Like, I don't know. It, it depends on the, if it's like a, what does she say, an organized indoor activity, maybe. <laughs> but I would think maybe to hang out with. Ooh, that's a different question because I would probably I mean I think Joey Joey would definitely be oh, yeah. fun or Phoebe I would hang out with one of them because I feel like something crazy might happen however you know what I've discovered I don't know if this has happened to you but in in the rewatch value I think because the show has like one of the highest rewatch values I've discovered that Joey is actually the best friend out of all the friends. Be yeah, you know what's funny? I was actually just thinking about that. I mean, there were some problems with Joey, obviously, with him being kind of like a womanizer and all that stuff. No, yeah, but um, like a friend so we'll to a friend. That. Like a friend to a friend, he's the best oh, yeah. friend. Oh, yeah, he's so caring and so loving and so, like, he just wants the best for all of his friends. He has done the craziest things 
for his friends. I think that's what it is. Like when he was trying to hide uh, Monica and Chandler's relationship and he pretended to be like a pervert. Yeah. Yes, like things like that. And like when when Phoebe was turning 30 and he did like this whole big like romantic gesture for her, like because of him, she got Mike, like things like that. Like I go back and I'm watching. I'm like, oh, my God, like he put himself out there for his friends. Yeah, he's definitely an interesting character, too, because, you know, he has a big family. He has, what, seven sisters, I think? Yes. And, you know, he comes from that big family, and it's interesting, his character, because he really treats these, you know, his other uh, friends as his family, and I think that just says so much about that character, and he's so loving, and um, protective too, especially towards Phoebe, which is an interesting relationship they have, I think. But Joey definitely puts himself out there as just so compassionate and so going above and beyond for his friends. I first met Ross in this coffee house back home. <laughs> home. <laughs> New York City. Everybody knows my name. I think that the show one of the, one of the best things about it is that it's new, very New York. In that, a lot of people come here from different countries. This is an immigrant state, a very very heavy immigrant state, especially as in okay. city as well, and come from different countries, come from different uh, states as well to make it here, right? To make yep. it in the concrete jungle, and they start to form their own family. And I think right. that friends and says it all where sometimes your friends are like your family or even in, during holidays, they spend holidays together as well. Yep. Even though Joey has like a really nice family, like he has his mom, his dad, his dad has a mistress, his mom is okay with it. She has seven sisters. Mm-hmm. He still chooses to spend a lot of his time and a lot of, you know, love and caring towards his friends. And I think that that's like a very, I don't know, very not only a friend thing, but also very New York thing. I don't know if you caught right. the whole New York City makes your friends your family thing. Because even your neighbors, I know you're not from the city, but right. here we, you know, I, I know when I came here, any any person that spoke Spanish in the building became like our friend just okay. because of like, the the language but i thought it, i always thought it was very interesting all, all of those thanksgiving episodes and all of those holiday episodes the fact that they actually spend their holiday with their friends because that that's very yeah. unnormal for my family i don't know if if that's something that you've experienced i'm very fortunate that most of the holidays i've been able to spend with my immediate family and that's been great but I also have had like little holiday especially Thanksgiving where we call it Friendsgiving which I know a lot of people do where you get like you know your group of friends together and you know do all the same foods and everything and traditional Thanksgiving and I was kind of thinking that it's so funny that everyone called it Friendsgiving when Friends the TV show had all those iconic Thanksgiving episodes. So I've definitely done that before, and I think that's great. And again, I have not lived in New York City, but I do understand the general idea of what it's like to be in New York City and moving to a different town or city and 
um, it's really, they're so right with saying that friends are, can really become kind of like your family. Yeah, I mean, at, towards the end, they, to a certain degree, they're kind of related to each other, especially Ross, Rachel, Monica, and Chandler, because they even yeah. chose Monica and Chandler to be Emma's, you know, like in case of an emergency, like if they're not there, they can have Emma, like things like that. Like, And they, obviously they're aunts and uncles, but it's always been very interesting to me. Like, I think that it, it's a show that even though it's it's iconic and it's very New York if I, for example, if it's syndicated to something like the Dominican Republic, I don't think it will be that relatable over there because we don't, we don't do that. We don't, our friends are our friends and that's fantastic. But then we have like this kind of line that we cross of like, that's not our family. That's our, you know, or we spend the holidays with our family. Like that's a very Latino thing. And I wonder if Mm -hmm. people from other countries relate to it in that, in that manner, or if they don't, or if they don't really don't don't think about it, maybe if they go to college, because I know like the the roommate situation, like people can relate to that as well. I think it is. You're right. It's very a New York City thing or just a New York area type of thing. Um, or maybe even just a general whatever big city you live in type of thing where you really do have to rely on your friends that you choose to be friends with. And if you're far away from family, then yeah, that's I mean, who else are you going to go to? Definitely. The fa- also, like, the fact that their emergency contacts are each other, like, whenever they need something, even if it's something personal, they go... I mean, obviously, I know this is a sitcom and a show, and they need to create storylines, but I think it's very mm-hmm. interesting that they rely so heavily on each other to the extent of being each other's emergency contacts. And anytime that there's an emergency or something that's happening, that's who they go to. In, in creating like that family because I know we talked about it a little bit earlier if I'm the Monica of my group like that's kind of like mm-hmm. the mom of the group within your friends group you create like these roles for each one yeah so I think that it was really great to see that because they spend so much time together and they do create like this little family they do act in those familiar roles like I think Monica is a total mom to not just Definitely. her probably her own kids later on but like her friends definitely and you know what that makes me think of is in season 10 where Chandler and Monica are looking to move out of the city and get a house in the suburbs and they make sure to let Joey know that he has a room in the house and I think that's so right on like what you said with the dynamics and the roles of the friend group because Although Joey, you know, he's a grown man. He can figure it out himself. But I think it's super cute that Monica and Chandler kind of take on, like, I mean, Monica always was the mom figure. But Chandler kind of takes on the dad figure with Joey a lot, too. I'm thinking back of the um, episodes. Even, like, when when somebody has to stay over her house, you know, like, she makes the bed for them. She gives them breakfast. Mm -hmm. There's always eating. There's always food. She says, I'm always the hostess. And obviously that episode when she has to give Rachel's the eye drops and she she has to be like that mom to to go with her to the doctor and and figure that out. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say no divorces in 99. (laughs) But your divorce isn't even final yet. Just the one divorce in 99. (laughs) You know what? I am going to be happy this year. I am going to make myself happy. 
Do you want us to leave the room? Or? We just discussed our favorite friend, but now I think this is going to be a little harder. If you had to choose a favorite episode, which one would it be? You know, it's so hard to choose a favorite episode. And I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, I think one of my favorites, I really can't choose one favorite, but one of my favorites is in season five, the one with all the resolutions, where all the friends make their resolutions for the new year. And Ross has those leather pants yes. that <laughs> he can't put back on. And for some reason, that episode just gets me every time. I think David Schwimmer is so great in that episode. It's just hilarious and awkward and just so funny. And that might be at least my top five. I do. I have a few, but if I had to pick one, I it, and this is this is interesting too. I most of my episodes or most of my favorite episodes tend to be like these like self-contained episodes that that literally happen in the living room that they don't happen elsewhere. And right, yep. One, it has to be my top favorite is the one where Ross gets high, and it's a Thanksgiving episode, and it's when. Monica is trying to introduce the parents to Chandler living with her. And so the mm-hmm. Ross's parents are there and um, Rachel is making the trifle. Everybody has like their own thing going on for Thanksgiving. And they start discovering all these secrets about um, about everybody. So like there's a there's a moment where Judy, uh, Ross's mom, says so much information in, in 60 seconds and it's you know we discovered that ross was the one who got high even though everybody thought it was chandler rachel wasn't supposed to put meat in the trifle and she did like that episode always gets to me it's really well right. done i think it's it's one of those where everybody's comedic timing is perfect and i right. and i yeah. think if i have to choose another one it would have to be well it's just so many. I know, right? The one with the embryos is is one of my top as well. That's the one where they play the game in order to figure out like who like uh, they they place this bet to see who knows each other better. The boys oh, versus the gosh. yeah, that one. But if I have to choose another uh, top, I would say um, I would have to say another self contained episode is the one where everybody's late. Oh my gosh. That yes. one that I, one is yes. That one is one of my f- top favorites. Hey, you know, Mon, if things work out between you and Richard's son, you'll be able to tell your kids that you slept with their grandfather. <laughs> Fine, judge all you want to, but married a lesbian, left a man at the altar, fell in love with a gay ice dancer, threw a girl's wooden leg in the fire, live in a box. mentioned that um ross was like super awkward and during the episode during one of your favorite episodes um the one with all the resolutions he does try to go out and and date and that fails that's most of the time so i think it's a really great way to transition into their love lives their dating lives so um i i don't know about you but i definitely had a lot of dating stories like similar stories to them just last year um i called my cousin because we speak in friends quotes, just in case somebody's listening. And, and then I said to her, um, I'm Monica in the one with the ick factor. And she was like, what? You're dating a younger man? Like, 
got it right away. Yeah, she got it right away. I definitely relate a lot to their dating stories because I think that like similarly to Ross, I started dating after like a little like after college basically. Like during college I was uh-huh. basically I didn't really have a lot of relationships. I ended college in one relationship and then after that I was in the same relationship for a long time and then I started dating and so I felt that similarly to Ross because I um as you remember when he graduated college he was married and then after yeah. he after they divorced that's when the show starts so we basically get mm-hmm. to see him being in his late 20s but still act like younger when it comes to dating because he doesn't have that much experience unlike the other ones well maybe mm-hmm. not Chandler but you know what I mean um right. so I always relate to Ross in that regards because like he just dates like the weirdest people like I don't know who who do you thought they did like the the weirdest one because I know Ross and dated that dirty girl oh my goodness that was yeah. absolutely disgusting did you do you remember do you have like a favorite um person that one of the friends dated I mean obviously I loved Richard with Monica yes I mean also he's just so handsome and again I started watching this when I was eight years old so this is more of a recent (laughs) thing because he's like a lot older so I love that relationship I really did not like Rachel with tag though that was annoying for me I mean there's a lot but do you have a favorite friend relationship besides for you know the main one I do like I do like Monica and Richard I actually dated somebody that was a lot older than me so again like i'm telling you i've i've parallel lives with the with the friends and i think that <laughs> similarly to them we go through phases like we we go through let's date to have fun and that's our only thing and then we maybe date someone who's a little older than us and it's a little it's a much more serious relationship or maybe we date somebody who's younger than us and we go through the same thing as tag we're like okay now this is getting a little too boring for me. I want to say that I I had my Richard, I had my tag, and I've had. A, <laughs> it sounds like my dating profile, and I've definitely had the <laughs> the one that was like you know younger as well, um, similarly to Monica. But I right. always found um, I've, I've always loved Mike. Um, he's my oh me too. Thank he's one of my favorite. That. Well, Paul Rudd. Let me tell you. He just doesn't age. Like, I don't know. I mean, I I watch Ant-Man just because of him. Like, I nothing else. Like, I don't I don't even know what Ant-Man, like, what he did or anything I like mean, that. I just watched so it for cute. him. Well, so what? I like him. Do I make fun of the people that you've dated? Tad? Janice? Mona? No, because friends don't do that. But do you want my opinion? You want it? Because in my opinion, your collective dating record reads like a who's who of human crap. And you know what, actually, um, I've had this discussion with my mom, who, again, was the one who introduced me to friends way back when, and I still watch it with her frequently. I'm like, oh, the boy, let's go watch some reruns on Netflix. And she loves Phoebe with um, David, the science guy. Oh, my gosh. And I never liked him. I just thought, I don't... I got it that it was supposed to be like he's awkward and stuff but I'm I'm a huge Phoebe and Mike relationship fan I think they were meant to be together I don't I didn't I never liked David 
I feel like Phoebe has dated the best guys, though, because she's she had remember that she had these two guys that she was um, going after, and one of them was like super sensitive, and the other one was like, super like manly and yes. strong. Like she has like <laughs> the best dating stories. I love when she says things like. Um, there was an episode with Mike as well where um, she wanted Mike to do something in bed and he wouldn't do it. And she told <laughs> Joey what it was and Joey was like, oh my God, I would never do that either. And Joey, like, <laughs> who's not a prude at all. She dated the that guy who wore panties, who wore her panties. Do you remember that episode? Yeah. But she also had um, a lot of fun. And I think that one of the the best quality of her and, and also in dating, there's an episode where um, Ross kind of in a, indirect way pokes fun at her for not having a serious relationship like he couldn't never yeah. see her in a serious relationship and i think that looking back at it she did it the right way like phoebe yes she she dated and she had her fun but i feel like she waited it wasn't like she didn't care i think that she stood her ground like she's a weirdo she's she loves herself like she's a okay in her own skin and so she waited, I think, in a, at the end, she waited for somebody like Mike. Yeah, I agree with that, totally. I think that she didn't put pressure on herself to find anyone. And I do like that episode that you mentioned where Ross kind of is like, well, you know, I've never really seen you being serious with someone. And, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm in my 30s, and I've never had a serious long-term relationship. And I think that, in a way, that that's really great for her because... It wasn't like she wasn't looking for love or looking for a true relationship. She just was kind of going with the flow. And I like that episode, again, as well, because I think she has this moment of realization being like, which I think, you know, everyone at some point has, being like, oh, my gosh, like, the clock is kind of ticking. Like, I'm getting older. What am I going to do? And you know, thankfully everything works out for her, but I really do like the way that she approached everything. Coming from a person, I don't know if, if this happens in your household, but I'm Latina, and so there's always been like this this angry cloud above me that tells me, you know, I need to be married by now and have babies. And um, I remember when I graduated college, I went to my hometown in DR, and I was telling them that, you know, the day I graduated, I went to Europe and I and I explored and stuff. And they were like, oh, yeah, that's great. So, like, when are you, when are you getting married? Like, what's next for you? Like, when do you have kids? And I'm like, dude, like, I am 21 years old. This was me being 21, <laughs> telling them about this exciting adventure that I had. And they were just, like, so unimpressed by it. And so I'm turning 30 next year. And definitely, there's definitely this pressure. And I think that one of the best lessons from the show is that we have to kind of sometimes go through all of those like even even you know monica and chandler who had such a great relationship since season five i believe they kissed a lot of frogs to get to each other even though they were so close to each other like they went through Mm -hmm. janice she went through richard and even phoebe like she even went through somebody who i really liked was gary the cop I liked him. Yes, thank you. I was just thinking that. <laughs> but she she stood her ground and she was like, I don't want to be with somebody who owns a gun and who can just, you know, shoot at anything at anybody shoot at any time. Bird. Shoot a bird. Um, and, and so I think that that's like a really good lesson to learn. And it's just like be kind of like the Phoebe and just not not disregard people but i think it's more of like standards like phoebe has her own personality and she was so much like 
herself like out of all the friends she was the one that to me experienced the least amount of insecurities like she mm-hmm. she was very much like her weird self from beginning to end and you know what that actually makes me think of a quote and i i'm struggling to remember what season or what episode it is but it's a later season where rachel goes to this is, doesn't have to do with relationship but rachel basically says to phoebe you have morals and i so respect that I don't have any. And I think that's a great, like, summary of Phoebe. She sticks to her own ground. She knows what she likes. And she knows that she deserves what she thinks she deserves. To Rachel and Joey. (laughs) And to love. (laughs) Ah, love. (laughs) L O V E, love. L is for life. And what is life without love? Oh my God, are we supposed to answer? (laughs) O is for... Oh, wow! (laughs) The V is for this very surprising turn of events. Which I am still fine with, by the way. E (laughs) is for how extremely normal I find it that you two are together and that one day you might get married. I have children of your own. We can all relate to each of them because even, for example, somebody like like Rachel. To me, Rachel seems like someone who can't be by herself. And this is something that has been pointing, pointed out to her a few times where uh-huh. like she will probably date someone just to not be alone. Like she did that with Paolo. Like she did that with Tag. And it wasn't until she had her baby that she became kind of like, you know what? Like... It's not that I'm not going to date. It's more of like, I'm okay being by myself. That's another good good, le- good lesson, I think. Rachel's character changes the most throughout the season or progresses the most in some ways. I mean, first season versus season 10. No, yeah, I mean, of course. it's almost like a different person. Yeah, and that's reflective of like how she dates as well. Mm-hmm, Definitely. And whom, and whom she chooses at the end, which is her lobster. And finally, I want to briefly mention marriage. And I want to talk a little bit about Monica and Chandler and how Monica, I'm not going to lie, would probably be like Monica where like I'm, I'll scream at the top of my lung, I'm engaged, I'm engaged, and be super <laughs> happy about it. But I actually really, now that I'm getting older, I am leaning towards something like Phoebe where like she did something much more intimate and quiet in a way like the the older i get the less of a book that i have because i used to be like really into like okay i know what i want for my wedding kind of like monica in that regards and right, then yeah. and then i grew up and even though i still have a pinterest board i'm not gonna lie i do have <laughs> a pinterest board i, I do too yeah <laughs> of course i think everybody even if somebody says that they don't they secretly do have a pinterest board for their fantasy wedding for me it has i think that even with a pinterest board you can see like a shift into something a little bit more 
intimate now with everybody i don't know about you but in my friends group there's so many people getting married it's really difficult sometimes to be kind of like that to to not be like rachel and be kind of like yes i'm happy for you but also i'm not dating anybody i think i put that pressure on myself a little bit i've never felt outside pressure from my family i mean a bit more now but i'm one of four siblings and we're all very very close in age there's four of us in five and a half years and I think my mom is now starting to get a little anxious like uh when am I getting grandchildren and I'm kind of like oh god like I am not really ready for that do you feel like a little bit of pressure but I haven't I'm with you I'm the same way I think when I was younger I always like fantasized about a big wedding and what dress and all that stuff and I know I'm only 26 but I am you know I'm I'm getting there I'm getting a little older and I definitely feel like that's just not really who I am I'm a little more casual than what I expected to want for a wedding crossing my fingers hopefully I'll find a guy and fall in love and blah 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 but I don't need the whole big wedding thing I don't think I'm gonna if I or when I get engaged uh I don't think I'll be like Monica shouting out I'm getting married I'm engaged I'm engaged Mm -hmm. I don't think that's really me but I definitely related to that for a while I do like what you say like find finding your mic and someone that is going to accept you and I think he even says uh, is it the wedding episode where he says like you're uh, you're you're so weird? He's I, that's not the right quote, but he's like I love so wonderfully that you're weird. weird. Yeah, something like that. Yes, yeah, and I love that, and I think that's so great because again, we already mentioned, but I do think Phoebe is the truest. Uh, how she portrays herself, She's always her true self, and I think that's a really nice concept. Wow. I guess that's two out of three. (laughs) Joey. (laughs) All right, so we're almost nearing the end of our episode, but I wanted to ask, I know we love our friends. We have like these six main characters that we've been speaking about all this time, but if you had to choose like a favorite side character, who would it be? Like who would you want to know a little bit more about? So mine is definitely Janice, which I feel like is maybe (laughs) a bit of an easy answer. But she is just so iconic. Um, I mean, her outfits, the voice, the accent she does. I mean, it's so perfect in every way. And the fact that they just kept bringing her back. Yes. I remember watching it when it was still airing. And then randomly, like, a new episode would be on, and I'd be watching it, and Janice would be in the episode. And it was just hilarious when she would pop up. And, I mean, she's just great. Like, I just love her relationship with Chandler. I love that she just keeps popping back up. They can't get rid of her. I I just love it. Love it all. And I like that she also kind of... um had her own little thing with um with ross i re- do you remember the episode when oh she oh my gosh she, yeah she tells joey she's like two out of three you know maybe they're <laughs> next and joey just comp- he really and i think he knows like that energy of her like 
I don't know, like he just doesn't like her. And it's very much like on unlike Joey, because he's kind of been like he's he tends to be friendly towards people, especially women, and he just hates mm-hmm. Janice. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to choose a side character, it will probably have to be Rachel's sisters. I know okay. she has she has Jill and Amy. So Jill, I felt like she was a little bit too immature. But Amy Yeah, I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, I think she has like no sense or like consideration for other people. It she reminds me a lot of, of Ursula also, the sister. Just like no mm-hmm. no concern. Like who I don't know how she lives like that. But wouldn't it be amazing? Like I I'll feel like I would get no wrinkles if I lived like Amy. Just like <laughs> no consideration for anybody. And um I love that she is so proud of trying to be like a baby stylist at the end when she was like, I'm just going to become a baby stylist um, as if that's like a, a career. Um, but she just has no sense of like self-awareness. And the way that she lives her life is just so airy and free. And I wonder what that's like. like somebody who's like me, who's like a lot like Monica wonders just wonders what goes on in your mind like (laughs) how do you not care about other people i find that so interesting and uh relatable in a way because everyone has in a in a way side characters in their life maybe not your best friends or even really close family members but there's always those side characters that give a little flavor to the the journey of life here so i I really appreciate that they did such a great job with the side characters on this show. What is Chandler Bing's job? (laughs) Oh, gosh. This has something to do with numbers and processing. And he carries a briefcase. Ten seconds. You need this or you lose the game. (gasps) It has something to do with transponding. Oh, 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 he's a transponster. of side character that well he passed away but he would have been like a great little side character to have had longer on the show mr heckles and i'm going to speak about him oh, briefly yeah. because i'm 29 years old i just turned 29 you know we leo ladies we have the same birthday so you turn 26 i turn 29 mm-hmm. and i don't think i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be in life to be 29 and this is like the whole thing of going back in and being a little bit more free throwing like phoebe there's a really great episode um that still to this day resonates with me and it's the one where mr heckles dies and we basically get to learn about mr heckles through um, the process of cleaning out his apartment. Um, okay. And because he, you know, the whole thing of like he going back to the beginning of the topic, like he lives in the city. He doesn't have a lot of family. The only people he he left stuff to the noisy girls, to Monica and Rachel, to like these neighbors who he didn't like. And okay. I can see how when someone passes away, especially like in an apartment in New York, like, you go through all of their stuff and you're realizing like they had like this whole full life. And one of the things that um, made it very relatable is the storyline with Chandler when he realizes that he could end up like Mr. Heckles, like old and alone because they had such a similar 
parallel lives in terms of their careers and you know not being very successful with relationships and i don't know if you felt that way but i feel like now that i'm older when watching that episode back it really hits me i love that episode i do like that character just because he's so bizarre and i feel like again i've you know never lived in new york city but i feel like that's just like a typical kind of like you always have that one weirdo kind of neighbor or something and it's interesting that episode that they get to dive deep a little bit and especially with the yearbook how he was voted um class clown i really relate to chandler in that episode where he's kind of questioning oh my gosh like what can i do to change or can i change because i don't want to end up like mr heckle that actually has a lot of meaning if you want to break it down in that way. I love the fact that I can go back and, and see the fact that even somebody like Monica, who's uh, educated and always kind of like that straight, straight and arrow um, person, she went through a period of time when she didn't have a job. Like you, mm-hmm. you, you feel that kind of comfort um, that she did do you know she tried all these things like she did reviews, she did catering. Um, I remember that time when when um, she felt you know bad about someone's review and she went to take a course. Um, Phoebe was always doing some random some random side gigs. Um, Joey as well. Besides um, that, how his career didn't always progress the way that he wanted mm-hmm. to. Rachel also she was kind of like somebody who you didn't think would move up, but she's actually. I think the most out of everybody who had like a stable incline in terms of her her job and then Chandler at the end was like you know what screw this I don't know what he used to do now I'm going to do something completely different and he changed his career at the end of the show I love the episode it's called um the one with the five stakes and an eggplant and yeah yes of course right (laughs) and it talked a lot about you know obviously when you go out you want to fit the bill and whatnot and we have some of the friends who Monica at that point she was in the top of her game we had uh, Ross was at the museum and he had gotten like a promotion Chandler as well was doing really well and then we had the other three we had Joey the dreamer we had Phoebe the uh, freelancer and then we had Rachel still waitressing and I think what's really great and interesting about this episode is that they do have like this whole thing about money and then um, at the end of the episode, they were about, you know, they were celebrating um, Monica's big uh, announcement that she got promoted. And then right when mm-hmm. she got promoted, she gets fired. And, and so you can right. be at the top of your game and like things can change so quickly and your financial uh, status can change so quickly as well. But I think it's really great that I don't think any of the six main characters really had a whole stable career the whole time. I mean, even Ross, he, you know, has kind of an anxiety breakdown and uh, they ask him to take time off of work. And I just think it's, and again, with when Monica gets fired um, from her job and she did all the right things, like what you were saying, she's well-educated, she was good at her job and she made one mistake and she's fired. And now she is, lost and it just kind of proves that like you never really know what where life is going to take you i think 
um, I'm going through that process now of should we be like Joey and stick with our dreams? Like Joey stuck with the acting thing the whole way through. Like he never gave up hope that he would get a, a big role and he didn't want to let his you know his friends know especially remember when um he had that conversation with chandler when he went to las vegas and how chandler was like i don't think that this is your big break and me being part of like that film and tv industry i can tell you it's really hard to stick with it when yeah. you have bills to pay you we don't all have a chandler who can who can pay for our headshots <laughs> Even when you see, again, the whole thing that we're talking about, like when we're in that age now where we're going from, you know, mid mid to late 20s and I'm going into my 30s. So we're going through that process of like, should we have all of our rows and our ducks aligned? And the show ends and Joey doesn't have, you know, like a stable job and he doesn't have a, a stable relationship either. And he's okay. I'm a little bit inconclusive with Joey, but he seems happy. Yes. That's really all that matters. I mean, he has his friends, he has his goals, and I think that's wonderful. Johanna, thank you so much for for being with me, for actually doing this episode. I was trying to find like a really big Friends fan to do this with, and I've definitely found it. Um, so definitely thank you for like being my friend today friends and friends we hit everything that we wanted to hit in terms of like why is this still so relatable to to us but people like my cousin who's just turning uh, 20 right now and, and, and also watch the show on Netflix so it's ending on Netflix but it's very exciting to, to know that because it's, it's his 25th anniversary they are actually um, doing some episodes and some bloopers, some never before um, bloop seen before bloopers on the big screen in theaters. So it's, I mean, it's to that point where like we have to go and watch it in the theater now. I'm trying to figure out if we can go together to watch it in the theater if there's one in the city or something. Definitely, so it has to be. It has to be in the city. It has to, and then we can go like to Bloomingdale's or something and just have like a friends, <laughs> a friends day. But thank you so much for joining me on this episode, and I want to thank everyone for listening. I love this this season um we have like four this is our fourth episode if you guys have not listened to the first three i encourage you guys to do so um we did buffy we did veronica mars we did hey arnold and now we're doing friends i mean what more do you guys want people i, I definitely have some other shows to to talk about but thank you guys for enjoying and listening to tv that made us 